And here we go. Uh, another time for another NFL in London podcast. Wade McAway and Ryan Cull. Hey, we're talking NFL season. It's tomorrow, buddy. It's uh, well, can't time believe it. it. Finally, Christmas Eve. It's Christmas, Christmas Eve. It is, it is for Christmas us. Eve, and the presents are about to get spoiled. Um, so very exciting season. Uh, as we get into the season, we've done some of our fantasy pools. Uh, how many fantasy pools are you win? I've done two. I got one more tomorrow night. Right you you want to take it? I'm just going to pass you these arrow balls. Not a sponsor, yeah. but uh, soon to be. No, they're going to be together. So you got you at three pools? Uh, three pools. Got the last one today. We always do it uh, the day before of the actual game because it's the one time you know everyone's going to be watching the first game. Sure. So it's an easy time to get people together. Unfortunately, I'm in London, so I'm five hours behind them, yeah. and they just get fucking wasted for the whole entire draft, and then I'm sitting there screaming into my computer, being like, will you hurry yeah, up? Yeah. It's 4 a.m. Luckily, not, the game's going to be on. Do you so. not then change the round timings? Like, it's like, hey, guys, two minutes? Unfortunately, they don't use any of those apps, so people just go, like, well, some people take 10 minutes, some yeah. people take 20. I'm going to phone call my mom. It's absolute chaos, yeah. to be honest with you, and they should all be ashamed of themselves the they, way they behave. No respect for any of the people who are drafting overseas, which is only one of us. No so. respect. We did use FanDraft software. FanDraft was great. That is amazing. FanDraft, thank you very much. Absolutely, uh, for, yeah. For that. You know what I made? It, I made it so much faster because you could just see every player that was there and you could just say, oh, I'll just take him. Because they just do all the work for you. Yeah. What I love about that, though, too, is, is it... The drop-down menus that you get, where it's like, oh, who's available left? Yeah. Who is on the draft board? Instead Who of do I have? Instead through a magazine for twenty minutes, like. But well, it's idiot. also just like so old school to take a sticker book, you yeah. know, like a panini package where it's like, and look at this guy. And well, then, there's a nostalgia to it, yeah, but it's still stupid. nostalgia is it's not the same stupid. as getting emailed no. a CSV doc. That says, hey, here's your I'll tell you what, I think we broke the record for fastest fancy draft last night. It was very impressive. Two I, hours and 20 minutes. Like, obviously, other than auto draft idiots. Yeah. But I got to say, I was I was pretty impressed with how... We did played. one. Well, we did one at the B-League uh, in ours afterwards at the sports bar. Uh, we did one just under a half hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that, that was a smaller league. It was a smaller and league, but we had, we, there, we had four people allowed us to vote for by proxy. So everyone who was there was just like this, 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 this. It's just a league of... No, but it, the island of misfit toys. It of should fantasy be football, when you get a ten-person league. I, I mean, we've always talked about it. The difference, look, in these in the leagues today. Back in my day, I played yeah. in a sixteen-person yeah. league, <laughs> and we liked it. Yeah, yeah. And, but because you had the players, towards ACL, you kept them. Yeah, and and you're like, he'll be back, but yeah. you can't. I I just find the. The 16-team, the 14-team league's almost untenable with the amount of injuries this year. Well, or any 14 year. is not great. I think 12 is uh, 12 is standard. Don't go, don't go higher than 12. Oh. 14, 16, It's just the, the good thing about it is it just makes it harder. Yeah. So in, in a way, it's like the the challenge option on a video game. That's very difficult. 16-team yeah. means you are like literally fighting with that you're just you gotta do your work you gotta oh, do your God, work yeah. in a 16 team league so that's why I think why people like it I think it's a challenge but you also thing. have the, in the, there's always an asshole so there's always an asshole in a league and there's somebody like I'm gonna hold on to these you know well, yeah, there's always there's, there's, the one person who plays their waiver wire who just plays it with their team you're just like you're a you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And then there's always the guy who just, like, he's not going to trade with you unless he feels like he's, um, oh, he's ripping winning. you off completely. It's a very so, Donald like, Trump Almost country. like, yes, yeah, exactly. It's a Trump-like move. It's like, 
I'm only going to do this deal if I'm fucking you so hard that everyone else in the league is going to laugh at you. Those are the only trades I'm going to do. There's always that guy. Yeah, it's the people who play Monopoly. It's like, there's a reason it's called Monopoly. But I'm excited. I love, I love, uh, I'm done all my drafts. I'm ready to go. I'm pumped for this season. Not so much for the Bills, my team, but. I am pumped for this season. Well, Nathan, I think it's going to be a great season. Mr. Peterman uh, from Seinfeld. Oh, no, no, Nathan Peterman. We do. We, yeah. have, a new, uh, we have a new quarterback. I'll say this. We'll, we won't talk much about Nathan Peterman because <laughs> this is where people will obviously start turning out, uh, turning off the podcast. It's like, oh, they're opening with Nathan Peterman. This is a stupid podcast. But um, I'm just going to say, you got to give the dude kudos. He, he had the worst first half in NFL history, and he came back the next year, and he won the job outright, and he deserved to win it. He was better than Josh Allen. He was better than A.J. McCarron. He had 80% passing in the preseason, yeah. three touchdowns. He, he was great. So you know what? And I don't think it – no one's under the illusion this is anyone no. other than – than Josh Allen's team in the future. But you think about this in a situation like um, um, the Chargers had years ago where you yeah. had, obviously, I'm not remotely comparing the two, but like you had that moment where they drafted Phillip Rivers and they had Drew Brees. Yeah. And then Drew Brees all of a sudden just lit it up that year and they were just like, oh my God, we didn't expect yeah. this. So that's what your kind of hope is with Josh Allen, that he has a good season and you could trade him for some for some. Well, I mean, being the quarterback of Buffalo, it's almost winning like a, a, a foot shooting competition. <laughs> You know, yeah, I shot yeah. myself in the it's, foot uh, the best. They were considering doing a raffle to yeah. see who won it, but they or decided who, to do a real competition. Who could get thrown through a table the hardest? There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, did you? So, I mean, a lot of other people. We've got. Uh, we're, we're working, uh, talking, working with DraftKings this year. DraftKings is talking about doing um, flash drafts, which are a draft every quarter. How would you feel about drafting a recorder? I mean, that's, that's tough. you got to know well, your stuff. Well, that's just for, uh, I don't know. That That's a lot of stress, I feel. If you're drafting, like, every quarter, you're betting on every play. And it's just, you're just adding levels of stress. First of all, NFL games and Sundays are already stressful enough yeah. with fantasy, with your own team playing, with all the teams you hate winning and, and pissing you off. There's just so many levels of stress. Adding that extra one, but some people just love it. It's fun. Well, I, we had DraftKings at the hip. Well, we did it at that uh, that place. I can't remember. Well, we did it there, and it was fun because you get to see the scores. I like that kind of aspect of it. I like I like that. There's that. You know. Listen, it's it's good that there's always stakes on every quarter. So like, that's the thing. You're not sitting there being like, oh, don't worry about the first half. It gives you a uh, chance to worry about the first. You can worry about every quarter if you want. I just. I like I, there's too many stressful things going on in my life to to have quarter by quarter stresses. Other what are, than what about these survive? Have you ever seen these survivor ones? You do these ones because there's other fantasy ones where you pick. It's like you have to pick this team, or you get eliminated. Yeah, Survivor's great. Survivor's right. really cool. Um, it's really tough because as soon as you pick a team, you can't use them again. Um, and I think that's a really fun way to do it because eventually, if you start using all your good teams right off the bat, you're stuck with picking like the Bills or Cleveland. Now, if you, what or, about this this weather one where it's you choose the weather, you bet on the weather to win one degree. So it's like Miami. It's is that really a thing? No, I just made it up. To be honest with you, the way sports betting is, yeah. nothing it, would. It's the weather me. better. Oh my God, there is going to be someone called the weather better. Dude, it's like, dude, <laughs> someone just said, did you just get? Yeah. Yeah, no, oh dude. my god, I got it 74 with partly cloudy. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did a triple bet. Um, humidity, <laughs> yeah. uh, wind, and, and barometer. And barometer, because no one thinks about barometer, man. No one takes Everyone barometer. Everyone takes too. that shit down. Um, I'll tell you what, it's going to happen one day. Oh, all of this stuff. All of this stuff. Everything is sort of betting. I always, had the, I always thought it would be a good app, and it's just an idea. 
But like, you know, you see fans in the stands. What if there was an app where it's like you could agree to be like identified? Where it's like you go in through and it's like, hey, there's Ryan in the stands, and you can like tag yeah. him on social media. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And putting people putting dicks in my mouth, pretty much. Uh, well, we do that. We do that in our events. <laughs> Speaking of dicks in the mouth, let's talk about Le'Veon Bell. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. That's I a, mean, shot, shots he, over the barrel. He is a good player, um, and and listen, Pittsburgh historically has a problem with contracts. It it's seems. not even. It's 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 a weird thing because it's it's that and it's. This idea that running backs are a dime a dozen in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big problem because they're not. Finding a Le'Veon Bell, who is like guys like LeSean McCoy, guys like who are like 30 to 40% of your offense, Todd mm -hmm. Gurley's, they are not dime a dozen because if they were, every team would have one. So mm -hmm. this idea that you can just get a running back in the fourth round is a silly idea because guys like Le'Veon Bell deserve to get paid. And, and unfortunately, there's this attitude amongst the NFL and teams that like, oh, they're replaceable because they run out of steam by the age of 28 because of the beating mm -hmm. they take. So I think Le'Veon Bell deserves his money. I think he's proven time and time again. Do you think it's a money issue or a respect issue? Because why hasn't he signed? It's Wednesday. Why hasn't he signed? I think there's just the, the idea that they can replace him. They can, whatever he did, they can find two guys to do that workload. And I think there's just that idea. And I think, I think it's wrong because it, it, de it devalues the running back to this, to this thing. When they're the workhorses. Do you, think the that's a, do you think that's the way there is? Do like, you think that's the I way think the so. team is? I, I just think it's like you're paying, like you see guys like, um, you know, Khalil Mack getting that money, Aaron Donald getting mm -hmm. that money. The quarterbacks get all this money. The receivers now, yeah. with no doubt, getting 16, 17 million. And the running backs are sitting there like guys are signing for like three, four million. Like Adrian well, Peterson, mean, yeah. Adrian Peterson, uh, veteran minimum. You know what I mean? And it's just because they take a beating. They're almost retired by 30. Your knees are shot. Your it's knees are shot. That they just don't see. They're just like, we. It's just an unfortunate. Thought. So do you think that there, there's a sort of A-level salary thing where we're talking about quarterback salaries, where we talked about Khalil Mack, who is getting a quarterback salary, you get $90 million, yeah. and and HP in his prime would be on one of those salaries, wouldn't he? Because AP, when he was in his prime ripping it up yeah. for Minnesota, you'd be like, damn, the guy's putting up 1,700 yards in a season. You know, what the hell? Yeah, but it's, yeah, I guess it's if you're producing, but you also need to be winning. And yeah. They're not winning. Um, unfortunately, Le'Veon Bell got hurt a couple of years ago uh, yeah. in in that playoff game. But if you're not if you're not producing, it's it's even with defensive players like Khalil Mack. Yeah, he was getting he was going to get twenty four million a year, but the Raiders were terrible on defense oh, last yeah. year, even with Khalil Mack. So it's like how much of a difference. The real difference makers are the quarterbacks. Like obviously, I think the receivers are there, and I just and the running backs, and that's why I think the running backs should be getting more than because I think there's less pass rushers, so yeah. therefore they make more money. There's not every no one's saying you can get a great pass rusher in the fourth yeah. round. So I think that's why they get their money because there's only like what a handful of ones that there's are, only there's only yeah <coughs> like maybe like ten to twelve that you're sitting there like this guy's a game changer, whereas running backs almost every team has a guy you can get an Alvin Kamara yeah. who lit up the league last year you got him in the third round, a Kareem Hunt led the NFL in rushing yeah. got him in the third round. I just think because of that attitude, no one's going to pay Le'Veon Bell twenty million a year. It it is a difficult thing and 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 also that. I think 
moreover that we're doing now is they're tying it to per performance, right? And so that you've got to perform a certain level and that does stratify, it almost creates a 1% of the running backs because there'll only be a certain strata that are able to get to that certain point that can make those sort of money. Right. And if they don't make it though, there's a predication that they won't make as much money so there's a there's a jeopardy that the that the the team can leverage against them. Yeah, it's it's a weird world we live in right now where it's like even when you produce, people are like, no, <laughs> yeah, like in no other job would Le'Veon Bell, who has done the production he's done at, like if he went into any if he was worked in any bank or anything, yeah. he'd be getting bonuses left and right for because of what he's done. But in the NFL, they're like, no, it's just a weird thing, and I I think it's a shame, but. It, it's 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 a game. You only have a certain amount of money you can spend. So if you have, especially when you're paying Antonio Brown this much money, yeah, and Roethlisberger, if if like forty percent, fifty percent of your cap is on three players in your offense, and B- Pittsburgh's biggest problem has been their defense. Oh, the defense. And it's still defense, be a big problem even with the Jaguars yeah. last year, you know, the Patriots, yeah. they're just, when it comes to the playoffs, they just get killed because of their defense, yeah. not because of their offense, and it's just. But Unfortunately, you, I think it's Pittsburgh's almost like a victim of its own success. Probably. Do you think it's down to, though, Tomlin and or then the owners for not really standing up to this? Because at the same way, this is Wednesday, man, and the, and the game, the first game of the season is, is less than 24 hours away. I think it's just, I think it's just unfortunate because running backs, you can find them late because people don't value, it, it's just a value thing. People don't value them. And I think Le'Veon Bell's unfortunate because he's getting, he's now got mileage under him. He's played like yeah. five, five, six, five years. But he's got now. the confidence in the, in the fantasy owners. Um, let, let's go back then. We, we talked about Khalil Mack, <clears throat> and obviously it's a Bear fan. Bear down. Um, very happy to have him. Uh, we've had a good defense to begin with. Our secondary is, is quite amazing with Fuller. Um, and adding Khalil Mack on in, in the pass rush situation yeah. is going to be great with a, with a plucky offense. Um, but Khalil Mack, you know, John Gruden came back and basically said there was there was such a huge gap. We couldn't afford what the Bears were going to offer him. The Bears sending two first-rounders, which, you know, can be, who knows, given, given our choices of yeah. some of the first-rounders. Wait, you want broken Kevin White, glass man? Yeah, um, exactly. No one's... No first round. Yeah, it's a, it, it was a, oh, it was just a stupid. I think it's a terrible trade. Like I think Khalil, you don't get guys like Khalil Mack that come around every now and then. I think when you have gay, guys like that, MVPs, like defensive MVPs, you have to pay them. You just have to, and you have to suck it up, and you just have to accept it because you're lucky enough to get a Khalil sure. Mack. Because I'll tell you what, as a Bills fan, I would love a Khalil Mack on yeah. our team. We have no pass rush, and I think a lot of teams feel that way. The Bears have just. There's no way those two first round picks, even together, will be better than Khalil Mack. I don't think because they're going to be mid, you know, mid yeah. round, mid to late round, depending on how the Bears do. They're not going to. It's not going to be like a top five pick. Yeah, because so, you've made that D so. Do scary. you think that is it a troubling thing though that we go down this pathway of hiring or getting these defensive guys? I mean, say you take like a, a JJ Watt, obviously an amazing. Yeah. Uh, you take a Jadavian Clowney, amazing. But if you some of these defensive guys, you pay them a quarterback salary and they're injured. No, of course. Well, that's that's the thing because even with Indomitian Sue, like yeah. he, you pay this guy, he got one hundred and twenty million. The Dolphins are terrible. No. He didn't make them. He, he caused more problems. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like so, there's so many more variables that come into it. Yeah, it's great to have somebody who can pass, like rush the passer. But if you're not winning games, it doesn't really matter no. because they're. 
you almost need more pieces than that. And not many of the greatest, like the Lawrence Taylors, they won the Super Bowl. So it's like the Ray Lewises won the yeah. Super Bowl. So it's like to be that transcendent NFL defensive player, you need to win a Super Bowl. And it doesn't really happen that often. Like J.J. Watt's been, never been in the playoffs. He might have been in once yeah. in his whole career. Um, guys, I... It, Guys like uh, Khalil Mack and yeah. they've been never been to the playoffs once, and then unfortunately, yeah, Joey, Joey Bosa, an amazing Chargers. Well, again, yeah, yeah, again, but he they might this year, but it's like Joey Bosa is also not going to be the reason they went to the no. Super Bowl. It's going to be Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers and his twenty eight kids, <laughs> and his, uh, um, more, his Mormon family. Yes. Yeah, but so let's let's just dive let's, into let's some dive of the games into this week. One. Uh, we'll talk about the first Absolutely. game. Talking about Super Bowl winners, we have one of them in this first matchup, our Thursday game. Um, uh, and if you're going to watch, uh, anyone wants to watch the games in London, go to NFLinLondon.com, uh, NFL in London on Facebook. We'll let you know some of the best places around the city of London and beyond in the UK to watch the games. Uh, some of our fans, partners, and friends who will be showing games across. Um, we're going to start with a 130 game, the Super Bowl winning Philadelphia Eagles hosting the 28-3 winning um, um. Atlanta Falcons. Um, Philadelphia is two-point favorites in this game. Philadelphia has got Nick Foles in, who a lot of people are saying, oh, it's Nick Foles. Well, because now, because he had a bad off, uh, preseason. So Ooh, everyone people, has it. Preseason is for having bad things. As Allen Iverson said, it's practice. Yeah, you're right? not, the preseason should not be judged practice. on anything, you know? No, the preseason, like, listen, the the the, uh, the Cleveland Browns went 4-0 in the preseason last year. Because they were on hard knocks. Uh, yeah. No, last <laughs> year. Last, last year. year. Okay, then they yeah. went 0-16. Yeah. Does it, the Bills, when they were in the Super yeah. Bowl years, would go 0-4 in the Baltimore Ravens went 5-0 this year, year, so yeah. Doesn't mean anything. The preseason's pointless. Everyone hates it. It's so just, you've got we're the, now e- in the, regular the Eagles have, you know, they've maintained a solid, a solid team uh, across everything. Atlanta still has Matt Ryan. They've got a running mm-hmm. game. They've got Julio Jones. Um, yeah, they do have some. I would say some gaps in their offensive line, and maybe a bit in their secondary. Uh, Philadelphia, you know, I, I think is pretty solid. Philadelphia is pretty solid all around. The one thing I will say about Philadelphia right now is you can knock it off with that dog mask stuff because you're no longer underdogs. You're the champions. All right. So if I got to see this stupid dog mask in that stadium. Of these fans being like underdogs, like no, yeah. you're the Super Bowl champions now. Everyone wants to destroy you, so that's the biggest fear I, I think I have as a Philly fan. If I was, especially, um, especially with Nick Foles coming into this game, none of that dog underdog stuff no, is doesn't. happening anymore. Unless right? someone plays, and if you still think out. you're an underdog in these Super Bowl champions, then you're mentally ill, in, in my opinion. So that's why I think this is gonna be hard. That's why I really like Atlanta this game. I think yeah. this is a, a moment. Philly's gonna have the the excitement of raising the banner, you know. Sure. But, but you know, New England had that last year, and then yeah. look what the, look, look, lost. Uh, look that what was a good loss. City did to them, just yeah. whooped them. Just, and so and I who think went to the Super Bowl? Atlanta's like, this is uh, Atlanta's now second year in this yeah. offense with Sarkeesian. I think Matt Ryan's going to be better than he was last year. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, they're, they're a solid team all around. I think Atlanta's going to be one of those teams to really surprise people. And I think Philly is going to have that excitement of raising the banner. Yeah. Everyone's going to be loving it. But Nick Foles better be ready. And if he looks anything like he did in preseason, it's, it's going to be a tough game for them, Philly. I think they're going to be in for a real tough time. Always hard to predict the first games of the season because there's so many X, Y, and Z factors. But if you were to make a score prediction, Ryan. Ooh, if I was, if I, oh, I'm going with Atlanta to win this. 
I'm going to go with Atlanta like 24-13. I actually don't think okay. Philly's going to score a lot of points. I think it's just going to be... It's going to be a struggle because, again, it's the first game of the season. People are a bit rusty, yeah. but I think Nick Foles might not be the Nick Foles we remember. But, again, he's got a free pass. So, yeah, regardless of well, how bad he plays, yeah. Nick Foles can still get laid in Philadelphia on Well, Monday. he can, especially being a gangly giant like that. Yeah. I am going the other way. I think Philadelphia is going to really? defend. <laughs> I think yeah. Philadelphia is going to beat him pretty good. I think Philadelphia, I've got a prediction, 30-23. to 23. Uh, I think Atlanta is going to struggle. I think Atlanta will come off the start really strongly like they did in that one Super Bowl. But Philadelphia, ground and pound, is going to keep going and win and uh, get a 1-0 win in the season. Um, let's take our, our look to the NFC North. Everyone's talking about Cleveland because Cleveland has made so many changes. They're going to win AFC, the Super Bowl. AFC North. AFC, sorry. AFC North. Sorry. AFC North. Um, Cleveland, uh, everyone is talking. The darlings of the NFL. They, they've changed the league. Absolutely. The no one, everyone forgets the 0-16 season. They're going to win it all this I'll year. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The only thing Cleveland's won this year is the PR battle <laughs> in the NFL because no team has talked so much shit and doesn't deserve to talk any shit than the Cleveland Browns. To think that they're just going to they turn around and, shit. and go from 0-16 to a playoff team. <laughs> is ridiculous. Okay, like especially Ty- in that division, the AFC North. We got Pittsburgh. Tyrod Ty- Ty- Taylor is a good quarterback, but he he's, he's not so, that good. not a good quarterback. He's a fine quarterback, but I'll tell you what: if he's, you're losing in the fourth quarter and Tyrod Taylor's your quarterback, you're losing at the end of the game. He yeah. is, his record is something like two and fifteen when he's trailing in the fourth quarter. He's not going to win. If Miles Garrett is the truth, like he is unbelievable. Miles Garrett's going to be one of the best players in the NFL defense. He's hmm. going to be getting those big contracts in a couple of years. Jarvis Landry is good, but we see Jarvis Landry gets 100 catches for 800 yards. If the ball is thrown to him. But it's just, I I don't believe, like, their running game is a running back by committee. they got Duke Johnson, Chubb, and Carlos Hyde. So who are they? Watching them on hard knocks, you're not inspired by Hugh Jackson. I'm not thinking this team, like, the fact that they're talking playoffs... Is ridiculous. If they, if they would have signed Des Bryant, I would have said absolute like four wins that this team is yeah. just throwing shit at the wall, like everything at the wall, and just hoping it sticks. I think Cleveland's going to improve. They're going to get yeah. like five six wins, and I think that would be a great improvement. But let's 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 pump the brakes on like, this uh, on I, this fair. I always tale. find with this this hard knocks love affair is like you you watch Everyone hard knocks you watch it and then you're just like I really like them. I but think then they, they cut all the players yeah. you love and then you're like oh well fuck these <laughs> it's guys. Not, I mean so you had Deshaun Kaiser. I mean if you look at it the amount of quarterbacks that Cleveland has gone through in the past 15 years it rivals my ex's yeah, amount of guys a, you slept a, on. You know like <laughs> it's an absolute yeah it's an absolute but. But to me, though, this game is a combination of things. Uh, I've got Le'Veon Bell still not coming back. You have um, Pittsburgh's defense. Which is Pittsburgh doesn't have an identity. It doesn't. We're still waiting. To me, Pittsburgh feels like the same. This is the same Pittsburgh team I've seen for the last five years. And it's like, yeah, you're going to be great on offense. And then when you meet the Patriots, they're going to destroy you. Except you don't have James Harrison doing his workouts. Um, yeah, which I would love. I'm, I'm so sad to miss him. But in this game, I just find that, you know, Pittsburgh, I think they're going to come in there feeling confident, whereas Cleveland 
can throw a lot of stuff around. They could. I still don't like the way them. Hugh Jackson spells his first name, but we'll deal with that. <laughs> but uh, I actually have this one. I have got, I've got Cleveland winning this one 27-24. Oh, wow. Cleveland yeah. upset. How about you, Ryan? Oh, no. I'm going to go. I don't know score-wise, but I think it's good because I don't think they have the defense to stop uh, Pittsburgh. But Le'Veon, even with Le'Veon Bell, I think it's going to be a closer game. I think it's going to be something like 24-21. Pittsburgh. Okay. I'll say all right, now uh, we're going to go into the game, the next game. <clears throat> we're going to the NFC. NFC West, or sorry, NFC, uh, mixture of NFC. San Francisco at Minnesota. I believe this game is on Sky, Minnesota. Six-point favorites in this game. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Um, you got a, a depleted Minnesota O-line. You've got Jimmy G, who everyone is finally, yeah, is he going to come? Is he going to deliver G. it all? Um, but you've also Jarek McKinnon, who you had in a uh, fantasy a lot of people had. Him. Injured. Hours after I so drafted Carlos him. Hyde is going to get a lot of it. Not, not Carlos Hyde. It's going to be uh, oh, Matt, Matt Breda and Matt Alfred Breda. Morris. Alfred Morris. Yeah. Um, I well, this is interesting to me. This is the 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 true test of Jimmy G. Like Jimmy G, ended the season what like five straight wins. Never yeah. lost in an NFL game in his career. But then you have to look at the teams he also beat again. Yeah. yeah. So now this is a test. You're going up against Minnesota's defense, which yeah. is no joke. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be. They're going to be ready to stop him. Kirk Cousins uh, is—he's unfortunately—he's put himself in this position where it's like it's got to be Super Bowl or bust because. Yeah. Minnesota but he expected. kind of brought this upon himself, so a lot of the pressure is on Kirk Cousins. So I think if he if he struggles, if he's not as good as what Case Keenum was, people are going to be asking why did we pay ninety million yeah. for less results. But I think it's it's an unfortunate thing because it's also the competition's tough. And yeah. San Francisco is going to be a better team. Losing McKinnon really hurts. It does. Um, really hurts them. I still think San Francisco is going to be massively overrated this year. I don't think they're going to be this massive improvement from last yeah. year. Uh, I think Minnesota is going to take care of business. they got a better defense. Um, they got a better offense. They're just a better team. So I think Minnesota is going to win this easily. Like Something like... I'm going to say 30 to 20. 30 to 20. All right. And I am on the opposite side of this. I think it's going to be a tight game. upset central today. I'm totally upset central. I actually see San Fran uh, winning this in the end. I How see many it in a underdog field goal. movies have you watched? I've watched, just dude, watching Eddie week the one. Week one, if you look at all my picks, I'm, just, I'm mostly underdogs. I'm just full of hope. Because it's week one. Because week everyone, one, everyone's in There's always going to be some upsets in week So one. I've got this one. I've got this game. I've got the score pegged at 24-21 San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be one of those games. It's going to be a lot of field goals. And I think Robbie Gould's going to win it. But... That's, uh, you know, Ruben Foster being out, I think it's going to be a tough thing. The Minnesota O-line, to me, gives a lot of problems. I think Kirk Cousins is going to be scrambling a lot. And then that San Fran defense is going to pick up. Well, I'm excited. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be on Sky. It's going to be on Sky. We'll be watching that one. We'll be watching the one the Maple Leaf if you want to come join us. Yes. Let's go uh, now to another AFC North game. Jesus, luck be a lady tonight. Cincinnati at Indianapolis. Yes. Indianapolis favored by three. Oh, that's a great bet. I think Cincinnati's going to be great. Perfect uh, is out, uh, which is going to affect the line well, for Perfect's, Cincinnati. First of all, Perfect's always out. Perfect's uh. one of those guys, a linebacker who's just always out. He's a... Um, I'm not worried about that. I think this is going to be really exciting because I think you're going to see uh, Cincinnati's offense really take off this year. I think you got Joe Mixon's going to have a better year than he had last mm-hmm. year. Um, you got A.J. Green, who's still one of the best in the league. Tyler Eifert, if he can stay healthy, which is the major if. He'll be a big and target. Andy Dalton. Like, this is yeah. like not a bad team. John Ross looks like he might actually The defense of Cincinnati has dropped a bit from what it's been, I think. But that front four. Front four is still good. 
front but, four is solid. And I think Cincinnati's just going to be one of those sneaky teams because I think yeah. because of uh, Marvin Lewis and not making the playoffs his whole entire career. Yeah, never and still keeping the job. No, never winning yeah. a playoff game, basically. And I think everyone just kind of discounts them. But I think they're going to be that sneaky team that's going to challenge Pittsburgh for this division. Absolutely. I, I'm really worried, though, too, because Andrew Luck being off for this long, you would think that they would make such huge improvements in that offensive line that you would literally hire the Maginot. Well, they did draft, uh, they did they draft did, the but, first pick. But they've, got, they've got injuries across this whole line. I see it as a gap. I see, like... You want to protect Andrew Luck because if he goes down, man. I think Andrew Luck's biggest thing he needs is a running game um, because you look at um, when Peyton Manning started out, he, yeah. he it was a lot harder for him. But once he got Edger and James, yeah. it's, it kind of made his life a lot easier. So I think the best thing you can get, obviously, other than an offensive line for Andrew Luck, is to get a running game because right now Indianapolis has no running game, no identity at running back. So you got Marlon Mack, who's off and on, off again, injured. But I just think until you get like, – otherwise, people are not going to be afraid of Andrew Luck. He hasn't thrown no. in a year. I, I just think Indianapolis is going to struggle this year. I don't think the, Andrew Luck is going to make that much of a difference. Well, there are a lot of players in the NFL who have only seen Andrew Luck by playing Madden. Yeah, <laughs> You know? And I, I here's a question, though. Do you think Andrew Luck will last a whole year healthy? Yes, yes. Yeah? I, do. I think he will. Really? Uh, I think he will. I don't think he's going to suffer an injury. It's kind of like Drew Brees years ago when he had that soldier, shoulder injury and everyone yeah. was worried about him, didn't want to sign him, and he was fine. I think... I think Andrew Luck's going to be fine because he's smart. He gets the ball out. He's not going to put himself in danger. I don't think he was necessarily hurt on a bad play that he made. I think it was just a bad offensive line not protecting. Well, just an unfortunate like string of events okay. that made him hurt his shoulder. But I think he's going to last. But I think he's going to struggle. But he's still Andrew Luck. He's still a great quarterback. He's going to put up yards. He's going to put up points. But there's too many questions on the rest of the team. Prediction time, then. What's the score? Right? I'm going to go Cincinnati uh, 28 17. 28 17 Cincinnati. And I am, well, I'm going with the favorites in this one. I'm going to Indianapolis. <clears throat> I'm going to Indianapolis 24 17. Uh, I think Andrew Luck, it's going to be his first coming out. They are going to put it because it's his, uh, hey, he's like a Chiquita. He's been uh, he's been away yeah. for years, <laughs> hiding in the ground. There we go. Now it's time to come out. There we go. All right, let's move into uh, which looks to be probably the stinkiest game of the week Buffalo at Baltimore. Oh, sorry, buddy. Um, Baltimore seven-point favorites. LaShawn McCoy, we've said that the police have said he may not start. Blah, blah, blah. He is going to start. He's going to play. Deserving of the nickname Shady. Um, So what can Buffalo do to beat this Baltimore crazy defense? Well, I think the, the Bills have to kind of expect that Baltimore is going to have no respect for Nathan Peterman's arm. I think there's. I, I bet you. Yeah, I bet does you. Does anyone ever? But I think I think that can actually work to their advantage okay. uh, because I think there's this there's just such a perception that Nathan Peters because he had such a bad uh, first half that he's just unwill he's just the worst quarterback in the history mm. of sports has ever seen, and I think he I think you just have to not be afraid to use him and don't just think like because I think they're gonna think they're gonna just put eight in the box and just let let Shady just run it in, but don't be afraid to use Nathan Peterman. He's a, he's a smart quarterback. Let him do. Do his little dink and dunk. So he's not yeah. going to beat you deep. He's not going to. He's not have Josh Allen's arm. But don't be afraid to use him, because I think if you're afraid to use him, then you're just 
playing into their hand completely. Because I think there's just so much disrespect for Nathan Peterman. He could come out slinging it. You never know. How do you feel about your wide receivers, though? Because I don't that's feel great only, about that's any... That's the only thing you're going to beat Baltimore in, is maybe their secondary. I don't feel great about any of the Bills' positions, really, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think Baltimore is, is most probably going to win. I think the Bills have a chance to upset them. Um, I think Jimmy Smith being suspended from Baltimore is going to hurt. I think you have receivers who are all new and no experience playing with Joe Flacco. You still have Joe Flacco as your quarterback. I'm sorry. You can make fun of Nathan. Yeah, Joe Flacco is a Super Bowl champion. We all know. Yeah. But Joe Flacco hasn't done much tallest to, 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 tallest, tallest quarterback to really scare anyone, uh, to make us feel like. No. So I don't feel like this is this. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think Baltimore is probably going to win 2017. Okay. But I think it's going to come down to the wire. And I think you might even see a field goal to win it but I don't think this is going to be the beatdown and laughing stock game that all the pundits and everyone says it's going to be maybe because I'm a Bills yeah. fan I'm a bit biased but I think they do have a shot no that's good I, I have it as a beatdown yeah no, sure <laughs> I, have it as 20, do. I have it as 28 to 6 <laughs> yeah and it could be uh, to be perfectly honest with you that wouldn't surprise me at all. It wouldn't surprise me if the Bills won. It wouldn't surprise me if they got beat 40 to nothing. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if it was a close game. That's just the way that team is. Right uh, well, you know, yeah. Um, let's move on to our next one then. Uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars versus New York Giants. Uh, Three-point favorites for Jacksonville. Um, you know, everyone's talking about uh, the defense of Jacksonville. I mean, we've looked at Blake Bortles last year. Um, however anyone wants to make a commitment on him um it's gonna be tough for them i mean Fournette, they've established themselves uh to me they're a bit of a porcelain team that are the great defense uh the giants you know uh obviously with the ben mcadoo situation last year and overshadowing the slickness of new york giants coming back but they've got barkley they've got a lot of tools beckham's got a new contract can New York uh, put up a good fight? Yeah, I think absolutely. I think Jacksonville's in a, in a bit of a tough spot. I think Jacksonville struggles at receiver. Uh, they just lost Marquise Lee for the year. Leonard Fournette had a good year, but he slowed down at the end. He wasn't. He was only averaging. He had a very low average. I think it was under almost close to four, under four yards per carry. You have Blake Bortles at your quarterback. You have Jalen Ramsey talking his mouth off left, left and right. I've never I think heard Jacksonville. Of is is not going to be as scary. I think their defense is legit and yeah. going to be great. But I think your offense does not scare anyone no. in the NFL. No team's going to be sitting there being worried that there are going to be a lot of really boring Jacksonville games. I'll tell you what, Jacksonville is going to be maybe considered the most boring team in the NFL to watch. To be the new, new Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, exactly. Because right now, I don't see anyone excited. I don't see anything exciting about this offense. But they weren't exciting, when I think, when they got through. From, yeah. I think they were just one of those things. It's like, oh, they won again. Oh, they won no, again. No, they're, oh, they they're won that, again. people like the, all those people who just love the uh, defense wins championships. Yeah. Like old school guys who just love a good defense. I think that's what excites people. But that offense cannot does not scare me and i think jay ramsey's also cashing a lot of checks that yeah. his whole entire defense is gonna have oh to, no they're accurate yeah like and i think maybe it comes back to bite him in the ass probably not jay ramsey's is awesome and he's he's amazing and he's gonna be a all pro and maybe a hall of famer but everyone else on the team has to deal with the shit he's talked so maybe people are, there's gonna be a lot of bulletin board material going uh-huh. on in every single jacksonville game and like he, when he predicted he would go to the Super Bowl and then New England beat him, 
he didn't again stop giving people bulletin board material. Well, that's, that's always horrible. And this is not the <laughs> UFC, okay? Just uh, respect each other and just play the game. So, what's your prediction in this game, then, Ryan? Giants. I think the Giants going to win. Right. I think. I think. Um, I think Saquon Barkley's going to have a good game. I just think the Giants have a better offense than yep. than the, the Jacksonville does. So I think, but I don't think it's going to be a big score. I think it's going to be something like twenty-one ten. And I have this one 20 to 17 uh, for the New York Giants. Oh, there we go. Both agree. So let's move into the dirty NFC. Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Uh, Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston uh, is uh, out this yes. week. Mark Ingram is out this week. Ryan Fitzpatrick is in. New Orleans favored by nine and a half, the biggest spread of the week. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Um, is looking to obviously uh, oh, devastate be... this Tampa Bay lineup. Mike Evans will be throwing from Ryan Fitzpatrick, probably be his only target. Listen, Fitzpatrick's the weirdest quarterback in the NFL because he's Ivy educated. Because he's always, yeah, he's a Harvard educated. Yeah, everyone always loves to say. But no, the fact that he has. He's wicked smart. He just always seems to find a way to start. It's like. You know, they say yeah. about the Madden curse, whoever's yeah. on Madden gets injured. Whoever Ryan Fitzpatrick backs up will do something yeah. wrong, and then he will become... Maybe that's why he that's went to cabal. Harvard. He's, he's always that's why he went to he's Harvard. He's the Ivy League people. When like, he signs yeah. to the team, he just plays in his head. He's like, I can figure out what's going to happen. Yeah. Jameis Winston's going to yeah. assault an Uber driver. I can be yeah. in this game. He's just doing the work. So maybe maybe it is the Hartford. Well, I mean, Harvard. Jameis Winston assaulting an Uber driver is God's work. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. but, um, <laughs> do you know who I am? Yeah, no, I so do. We're going to go, but this game, oh, man, I think this is going to be a whooping. I think it's going to be a whooping. I think New Orleans is going to no. come out. Drew Brees is going to come out like an MVP. Alvin Kamara so. is going to come out lighting yeah. it up. New Orleans, New Orleans is going to be a real interesting team, and I think Tampa no. Bay is just right now too many questions. Ryan Fitzpatrick's just not going to do it. I think it's going to be a beating. No. I think it's going to be something like, I'm going to go 35 to 13. All right, and you see I've got mine, 35, 30 to 10. Uh, I, I really think that Tampa could be the, the worst, worst team, team in the league, in yeah, the league this so year. Uh, and I know Mike Evans will love that. Okay, let's go into this game that you and I have talked about that we're going to watch, uh, which you can watch if you have a legal streaming device. Uh, Houston versus yes. New England. New England six-point favorites to Sean Watson. Um, bit of a tough O-line. Uh, going with them. Uh, coming off the knee injury. Coming off another knee injury. Yeah. Um, and you have the Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady is 62 years old yeah. uh, this year. Uh, in NFL years, makes him 109. Yeah, he's got, um, a, he's got a blood boy yeah. transferring him new blood. Exactly. Every Bring me another blood boy. This Bring one's bumps yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, this is going to be, this is one of the best games of the year last year. So this yeah. is going to be a really exciting game. Deshaun Watson is such a fun, exciting player to watch. And I hope his knee injury hasn't changed his game too much. I hope he can get back to the way he was because he was so much yeah. fun to watch. Oh, he's so great. It was great having a back. And I think, I think this is going to be a really interesting game. I think you finally have J.J. Watt and Clowney. Wow. We've been talking about seeing these two play together, but oh, one of them's always injured when the other one's not. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see that. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, even with any quarterback, was incredible last year. I worry about Houston's running game. I don't think Lamar Miller is the answer. I think Houston's no. done a mistake on not addressing the running game. I think they got a good defense. But until 
I see someone beat Tom Brady like a Deshaun Watson. I just can't bet on them. I think yeah. I think New England's going to win. I think Tom Brady looks as good as he's ever looked, and um, he's just never going to fail. So I'm not betting against him anymore. Yeah. I'm tired of betting against him. I'm going to go. But again, I think it's going to be a close game, but I don't think it's going to be like a massive sh- Actually, it probably will be a big shit. I'm going to say something like 28-27 for, for the Patriots. Okay. Um, yeah, Tom Brady, when he comes in the fourth quarter, it's like, it I'm going matter. to see your until, girlfriend the way Until I see yeah. somebody, until yeah. I see somebody step in and beat Tom Brady in the fourth quarter, yeah. then I'm not going to bet against him anymore. Right? Listen, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me 20, what, yeah, 20 years in a yeah. row, shame, shame on, on me. Shame on shame Tom on. Brady. Uh, I, I, too, see this as a close game. I see Tom Brady orchestrating a comeback from yeah, behind. of course he will. I have it as a 28-24 win. It is six-point favorites, but I am saying that Houston will cover that six-point spread. I, don't, I think that six-point spread is too dear. Um, let's move on to the next one. Battle of the shit stinks. Worst O-lines probably ever. Tennessee-Miami. Tennessee favored by one-and-a-half points. Marcus Mariota, what is going on with your life? Oh, and no, no. and um, and Jake Cutler apparently uh, will be smoking cigarettes on the sideline. Yeah, uh, uh, well, the real, no, reality, <laughs> reality TV show. star. Yeah, I don't give a shit. So Tennessee, Miami. I mean, we're not talking about two teams that are really doing. Well, do anything. Tennessee's. I mean, they made an the playoffs. Interesting one. They made the playoffs last year. They beat Kansas City. Uh, with Meredith throwing a touchdown to himself, uh-huh. uh, which is not a it's not a glowing endorsement to a great team. I think Tennessee's an interesting team. They could be great. They could be terrible. I uh, I don't I don't really know. I don't know what's happened to Marcus Mariota. He had a terrible year last year. He was not impressive. Uh, Derek Henry is a great running back, but they brought in Deion Lewis, so he's gonna is he gonna be that bell cow that everyone talks about? Derek Henry. I think they got a good defense, but it's just one of those teams. It's like you have to prove it, and and beating a team like Miami shouldn't be that hard. I don't think Miami is a great team. I think Tannehill's fine. He's lost Landry. He's got Devontae Parker who. Every year in Fantasy Football Magazine says, this is the year, Devontae no. Parker. And he never shows up. No. Um, I, I think Tennessee's going to win, um, but I'm not excited by this game. Nothing really excites no. me. Tannehill coming back is nice, but if he's going to play like he's played the last couple of years, which is not – it's good but not inspiring, no. then – and America's Mariota really has – the only person I'm interested in is Corey Davis, their, yeah. their wide receiver. If he has a good game, that could be really fun to watch. Because I think last year, every receiver was a disappointment in the draft. Well, Delaney Walker, I, I found that Murray used Walker's him well. Great. He used him well. And he was one of those guys, your third down situations. Hey, we need seven. Hey, we need yeah. seven. And when you have a guy like that that's Absolutely. in the bank, that is a really good thing. Absolutely. But I think Tennessee's going to win this game. I don't think Miami's that great. I think it's going to be something like uh, 17-9. Okay. And I have it the other way. I actually have Miami winning. I think Miami is well-suited at home. I think Miami's got the tools they have disappointed, I think, particularly with the Hurricanes that moved it last year. I've got it 17-14, but I still see this as like watching a cat shit out sideways. <laughs> uh, let's go on to our next big one, uh, KC, LA Chargers. KC favored by three points Ooh, in this game. Mahomes, that's interesting. Um, you've got the Chargers who, you know, you and I have picked uh, to go Super Bowl-wise. We think they're both good teams. Yes. KC has been one of those teams that's been frustrating for themselves and for their fans. How are they going to do in this one? Well, KC's interesting because they decided to get rid of Alex Smith, who had a great year last year, but they just didn't think he was that guy who can get him over the hump. So they're going to Mahomes. Mahomes is fun to watch. He's exciting, but... Mm-hmm. He's also unproven. He's a rookie. So yeah. he's technically a rookie. You know, it's his first yeah. year. So we'll see what happens with him. He's got a lot of weapons. He's got the big arm. He's got the defense. He's got 
He's, oh, not the defense, sorry. He's got the receivers. He's got Kareem Hunt. The defense is what actually yeah. is, is the worrisome part about them. So I think he's going to have to score a lot of points. And he's like a Brett Favre. And the thing that Brett Favre, even though he won you a lot of games, I'll tell you what, Brett Favre lost a lot of games as well. He did, especially in the last, the last, the last few years. Yeah. So I see a lot of, yeah. I see a lot of Patrick Mahomes doing that this All right. year. What so I think LA is going to win this game. I really like that. they got a great defense. Yeah. Philip Rivers is the most unfortunate quarterback in NFL history. So talented, but yet had never had a chance. He's to a win. good Christian, though. It he feels like this is, it feels like this is finally his time to shine. Yeah. So I'm going to say, unless their kicker absolutely screws them like usual, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with this as like uh, 29-27. All right, and I actually had this one picked. Uh, L.A., it's going to battle the kicks. I have L.A. winning at 27-24, but I find that that KC, Eric Berry, you know, you, you got him coming back. Coming back. Probably he's injured first week. They're saying maybe he might come back. Uh, but I, I think L.A. is going to go, on the go. Let's look at two teams in decline. Uh, we're talking Seattle-Denver. Um, Denver favored by three points in this game. Um, I mean, if you look at the Seattle team, Without well, having, don't know. without Russell like Wilson, team. I mean, well, they have Russell Wilson. No, but I'm saying if you had no Russell Wilson in this team, this team would be one of the worst, the worst teams in the league. Teams, yeah, probably. Absolutely. So in, in in the running game, and then you're talking the, the the receivers. I mean, you got Baldwin, you got you got these guys that Jesus, I don't know. I, I, I just I it's can't not see yeah them. because the government is Jimmy Graham. Yeah. So Russell Wilson looks like he's running for his life most of the time out there. Uh, the Legion of Boom is gone. They're not mm-hmm. the same defense. they got a couple of young, nice pieces coming in. You know, Rashad Penny, but he didn't win the job. Chris Carson's there. I don't know what the Seattle team's going to be, to be honest with you. I think Russell Wilson is amazing. He's one of the best yeah. quarterbacks in the NFL. Doug Baldwin's great, but I just don't know what this defense is going to be. So, I wonder. They're not the Seattle defense. They're not that fantasy defense going first. No. And people are just like, i got to get that defense. That's what Jacksonville is right now. So they're like, they have to be able to do this. Right. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to be able to do it because I just don't think they have the pieces on the defense. They've just lost too many. And yeah. Earl Thomas sitting at home, it's just like, come on, guys. Like, no. You just got rid of the 12th man better be the 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th man as far as I'm concerned because I think Seattle's going to find it hard to win this yeah, year. Yeah, I, I have this as well. I think Seattle, to me, they have almost my second-worst team in the league. Really? Um, yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for Russell Wilson, they, they got, uh, they'd they be the Brandon worst team in the Brandon Marshall, which you think, Jesus, how many teams yeah. have been passed around? I have this game, 27-20 Denver, but – I think it's I've got the points in the third and fourth quarter. I just think it's gonna be a boring game. Yeah, I don't think I don't see this as like a lot of points. I no. think it's gonna be something. Yeah, probably like seventeen thirteen. I'd say Denver. Seventeen thirteen. Okay, let's go to a game um, that looks like it could be a good game. Dallas Carolina. Carolina three this point favorites game. over it. Dallas. Um, you know, look, they've got a hell of an offensive line. Um, they have a running back. Um, you know, you've got rid of the Dez situation. Yeah. Um, and so is Dallas a team in a very competitive division? You know, and, and let's be honest, Jerry Jones is is a bit off the wire there. Yeah, he's... And it just seems... Is, is this a team? You know, in Carolina, too, you're sort of looking at it with Cam and the tools he's got. You know, this... This is a good game because I think they're kind of matched up really yeah. well. I think you got both teams got good running backs. You got McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott, two young good running backs who are dynamic that can change the whole entire game. Uh, you got two good young. Oh, well, it's Cam's not that young, but you got two good quarterbacks. Uh, but the problem is, 
everyone says Dallas, they got no receivers. But even with Dez last year, they didn't weren't great at passing. Yeah. They really struggled. They're obviously losing Elliott a lot. I think they got a bit better of defense, but their secondary is where they really struggled, Dallas. Yeah. I think they got a good front seven. They're going to put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. They're going to keep... I think Dallas is going to be one of those teams that loses a lot of close games. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to be in a lot of games. They're going to lose a Especially lot of games Especially in their division, the the top division. Because I feel that... Dak Prescott's going to really struggle when it's the fourth quarter to come from behind with those receivers. He's because also not that much of a veteran either. He's not that veteran. Yeah, exactly. But when yeah. you're the, the game's on the line and you need a touchdown and you're depending on Alan Hearns yeah. as your number and Terrence Williams as your receivers, I just don't think anyone's going to be scared of it. And when you can't, yeah. when Ezekiel Elliott gets taken out of the game. How does he respond? Yeah. So this is a big year for Dak Prescott. I think Carolina's got a good defense. Again, I'd. I'd until I just see more from their receivers, I think they got DJ Moore, who is good. Funchess is good. Cam's going to be Cam. McCaffrey, you can't rely McCaffrey's, on him. They're just going to shut him down because they'll, they'll just see him as like an isolated workhorse. Hopefully, yeah. But I think they're going to still have a good defense. I think this is going to be another one of those really close games. I'm going to say Carolina is going to win. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to say it's going to be something like, uh, let me see, 24-23. And I have it as a game, Carolina winning uh, 24-17. Uh, same point. Let's yeah. move through the next game. This game is uh, no line. Uh, I don't know. Washington, um, Washington, Arizona. Arizona. Washington, Arizona. Push in this game. Um, new quarterback for Washington. Same old shit as far as I'm concerned. Arizona. Well, yeah, Washington. I guess it's it's interesting to see what the, the, the difference will be from Kirk Cousins to Alex Smith. Alex Smith has been a great quarterback the last couple of years but unfortunately when it comes to the playoffs he just hasn't won and that's what will kill a quarterback because if you can't win in the playoffs no one th- no one oh. believes in you so it's going to be really interesting I, th- I don't think they have a great they lost Darius Geis with oh. a torn ACL which really hurts uh, they don't have the greatest receivers Alex Smith's going to go a great quarterback but if, if Jordan Reed gets hurt like he usually does every single yeah. year then I just don't think Washington is, is a scary team that really yeah. worries me that much but then again a team that worries me even less is Arizona yeah. to be honest with you I think David Johnson's great yeah. I think Larry Fitzgerald's great but he's like 35 how long can he keep doing this I think Sam Bradford's great when he plays if which is good, how yeah, long yeah. there's just so many questions on Arizona yeah. so I, I think this is going to be um, one of those games I think, I think actually Arizona will keep it close but I think it's going to be something like 30-27 okay. uh, for Washington I have it 2017 and on that we're going to do the last three beers Ryan pull that last Brewdog beer out of oh, the fridge so we can yeah, so. share that Brewdog IPA brewed originally in yeah. Scotland not a sponsor of ours but hoping yeah. to be one yeah. soon Let's talk about, we got our final three games. We're going to wrap up this podcast uh, so you guys can meet us, talk, send us all your comments and everything like that across uh, to all of us. Uh, we're going to talk about the late game on uh, Sunday night, which is my Chicago Bears are being hosted by the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers, seven and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, we do have the Khalil. Is that pre Khalil Mack? That answer? is still is that post. post. Post Khalil really? Mack, still seven and a half points. No respect. For no Khalil respect Mack. for Trubisky for. Our well, I think because the, the one thing that people I think are worried about Trubisky is they haven't played him in the preseason. Like either they think they got this guy who's so special that they don't want to show anything about him to kind of throw people off. Or are they worried that like they're afraid that he, I, I guess they're not afraid that he's. Don't want to get him hurt. Like, I if guess you, you don't want to get him hurt, but you need to give, like, 
people some optimism, but I'm not super optimistic about it. Dude, if you buy a Porsche, you don't park it on the street. All right? Yeah, but it's Mitchell a Porsche. Yeah, I think no, so. No, I don't yeah. think so. I, I think, think so. just because you got vote drafted, it doesn't Porsche. make you a Porsche. He's a new Porsche with a young engine that can the engine can be enhanced. But that's what I'm saying. But none of us have been able to look under the hood. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest problem. So we don't know what the engine is under that car. So it's a flashy well, little outside thing. Hood. We've seen some of it. We open up there. Who knows what's Well, let's get that. back to the other side of the hood. And we're talking the hood, the toughest hood of all the NFL hoods, Green Bay, yeah. Wisconsin. Um don't walk, don't walk there the at night. You'll be given cheese. <laughs> well, again, this again. Uh, everything that Green Bay comes with comes down to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers is great, then Green Bay usually wins. If Aaron Rodgers struggled, but I think Aaron Rodgers now after signing this big contract and people's like, because again, he's taking a lot of money. So and one of the biggest problems people always said about the Green Bay Packers is they don't give Aaron Rodgers enough help. Mm-hmm. And if he's taking all the money and they're not available to the spend help. it on, give him help. Is he good enough to win yeah. the Super Bowl? Because even though people say Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league, he's got one Super Bowl in like 10 years. Yeah. And Tom Brady's got six. Yeah. And Ben Roethlisberger's got two. You yeah. know what I mean? Eli Manning's got two. So I no. think this is a big year for Aaron Rodgers. I think he has to really prove that Nick he's Foles won. has one. Yeah, Nick Foles <laughs> has one. Like, this is so like, like Trent Dilfer has won. Yeah. Like, it's just... So he's not in special company. If Aaron Rodgers wants to be considered one of the best of all time, he needs another one. So I think this year is a really exciting one because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be in the zone this year. I think he's going to be really fun all right, to watch. give me a score prediction. I think Green Bay is going to win this. I think it's going to be something like uh, 30 to uh, 20. 30 to 20. See, I have it. I think the Bears uh, are going to put a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. I think so, too. I think Mac's going to cross. No, it's not just that. Because Mac now has the support, unlike he did in Oakland, of actually a really good rush pass rush line. And Aaron Rodgers, they've got some gaps in, in the defensive line. He is going to struggle. He is not going to run. And we are going to get to him. And if we're going to knock down balls, we're going to knock him down. I still have Green Bay winning. 30 to 27. Okay, wow. But, okay. but I think we will cover the spread. Excellent. Yeah, I but, think you will too. I think there's a good chance you will, even though I didn't pick that, but I think there's a good chance you can. There we got two more games to talk to you very quickly. Let's jump into the first one, which is a piece of shit. Giants, uh, sorry, Jets at Detroit. Detroit Ooh. favored by six and a half points. Matt Stafford, um, look, they got, the guys had to. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. He hasn't always had the best options to throw well, to. Well, again, this is the same Detroit. Again, like you always talk about Pittsburgh. This is like almost like the, the opposite side of the coin where it's like this feels like the same Detroit team we've seen for the last seven, eight years. It's like, mm-hmm. do they have a running game that can get a 1,000 yards? No, probably not. Is Matt Stafford going to be left to sling it a million times? Their defense has gotten a bit better, but... In a loaded NFC North with those other teams, how is Detroit possibly going to no. come out in front? And to me, it really struggled. I think Matt Stafford's great, but I just don't think too he's tough got a enough. Division. Yeah, too tough a division. No. Um, so I really, I, but I think they're going to. I think they can beat the Jets this week. I think um, Sam Darnold's first game as a rookie. I think he's going to have probably a decent showing. But yeah. I think the Jets just struggle on the offensive line. They don't. I don't trust the running game. Defense, they have no pass rush. I think the Jets are going to be in for a tough run. So I, I'm going to go with uh, 20 to 13. 23 to 13. 23 to 13 for Detroit. Okay. I have this game as being one of the most boringest, mm-hmm. crappy games. I've got it as a 17 14 Detroit win. I just see it as a slugfest. Yeah, of it's crap. not a great Monday night. A lot night of missed game, opportunities. I think a lot of really crappy third down conversions, like yeah. 10% third down conversions. Let's go to our last game. This is before we end the podcast. This 
Well, that should be a good game. Rams and Raiders. Yeah. Um, uh, you got the Rams. Obviously, both you and I have hard-ons for this team. We really love this Everyone team. Everyone does, though, I think. The Raiders, you know, John Gruden is coming in to do stuff. Can John Gruden fix this? Yeah. Can you fix gonorrhea? John John Gruden and his... <laughs> no, that's actually a serious his, question. Uh, can you can, fix gonorrhea? You can't fix it. You <laughs> can only hope to contain no, it. No, you can just lie about it. You can yeah. only hope to contain <laughs> no, it. No, that's... But John Gruden, yeah, John Gruden's got, a, got his work cut out for him because... Um, with every loss, and especially if that defense uh, gets lit up against L.A., which it most likely oh, yeah. will, there's going to be a lot of questions about why did you trade away our best offensive player when we got 40 no. points put up by Sean McVay and the L.A. Yeah. Rams. So I think John Gruden's setting himself up for a lot of questions. He's got an old roster. I think... He's again. No team wants to say they're rebuilding, but that <laughs> yeah. no one wants to say it. But, Patching, but there's signs yeah. that they're doing it, yeah. and you can read between the tea leaves. You know, read between yeah. the lines, read the tea leaves that the Raiders are rebuilding. I they're think they're getting ready for for um, LA. Or for Raiders, they're going to have I mean, three first yeah. round draft picks, which is great. But again, their defense is really going to struggle because yeah. I have no faith in the Raiders. I think this is going to be. Uh, I think this is going to be something like thirty. I'm going to go thirty five. To uh, 17. 35-17. All right. And I've got it as a 24-10 to 10 for the Rams. Um, I Only 24. That yeah. Means that, that offense. You no. Know, you know what it is? I'm always, on those late, on the Monday night games, I'm always skeptical because it's a big thing at 8 o'clock. It's, a, it's also a showcase. I think there's a lot of nerves for a lot yeah. of young people because you've got the biggest TV audience. And you're not going to showcase because mom's watching. Everyone's watching. Monday Night Football, everyone. Monday yeah. Night Football. And then there's nerves. And and if you look historically, Monday Night Football, there's the first one is not a big one. So no. I don't see it as a big one. All right. Well, what I do see as a big one, though, is this season. Uh, Ryan, myself, and our rest of our gang at NFL in London will be throwing amazing parties throughout the season. Uh, we will be working with different venues, focusing on putting on some good stuff for all of you guys. Make sure you get in touch with us. Uh, we will be this weekend at the Maple Leaf. Yeah. On Sunday, we will see you guys there with the no CFL game. action. Just no, hey, action. bunch of Canadians there, eh? Um, but us as well, because we're Canadian. Uh, but guys, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, we will be putting up social media throughout the season and enjoy. And anything you want to do, contact us on Facebook, NFL in London. Contact us at NFL in London.com or on Instagram as well. Ryan, thanks a lot. Thank Until you. Until next time.